Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I am backstage with Parquet Quartz. I've got one of the members here while he is rolling something. I will let him introduce himself and also tell me what he's doing. Hey, uh, thanks, Scott. This is Andrew from Parquet Quartz, Andrew Savage. I'm rolling a little cigarette, uh, a little Keith I'm sprinkling in here. Um, just a cigarette? No, like I said, I got some Keef that I, I put in here, so it's not just a cigarette. It's a jazz cigarette, we call it in the in the biz. How has your day been today? Not bad. Uh, let's see, woke up in Seattle, and now I'm here. Uh, border crossing was fairly painless. Canadian Customs were nice, courteous, efficient. Uh, you know, they did ask those of us with priors about our priors, but they, there was no judgment. And so what were your priors, if any? Uh, I was arrested when I was 13 uh, for possession of marijuana, and I was jailed. Um, but that, and I, I've had, I've had uh, skirmishes with the law since then, uh, but that is the only one that comes up. And, you know, they say, did you have some trouble with the law in 1999? And, and I said, yeah. And they said, possession of marijuana? I said, yeah. And then they say, what was it, sativa, indica? Was it that dank nug? And I was like, yeah, we didn't really have those terms in the 90s. It was just weed, you know? So earlier today, full disclosure, I was at a nude beach. So in Vancouver, that beach is called Wreck Beach. I'd love you to tell me about the last time you were at a similar beach. Well, uh, all the beaches in New York City are uh, top optional. Uh, so, you know, it seems like any time I go to a beach in New York City, I see some boobies. Um, I can't remember the last time, you know, the last time I was at a nude beach, it wasn't even a beach, it was a, it was a river, and it was uh, upstate in the Catskills, upstate New York, and it was pretty much a dudes-only nude riverbank. It's fun. You're going to stop there? Um, yeah, I, I am going to stop there. There's, yeah, I'm going to stop right there. So I think we should play a song by Parquet Quartz. I'm going to play a song whose name starts with Berlin. I'd love you to introduce that track for me. Well, you must be talking about Berlin Got Blurry by Parquet Quartz. I am. I'd love you to say a sentence about that song to introduce it for people who've never heard of Parquet Quartz before. All right, guys and gals, you're about to hear Berlin Got Blurry by Parquet Chorus off our most recent LP, Human Performance. It's a song I wrote in Berlin. It's got the best guitar solo I've ever played on tape before. Service is not that expensive, but that takes commitment and you just don't have it. Feel so effortless to be a stranger, but feeling foreign such a lonely habit. You can't crop yourself out of the picture, out of focus, but still framed inside. Well, the end got blurry and my heart started hurting for you. Second chances given without doubt 
Yes, you've got a history, but it's not worth a mention tonight. Kind is captive to the beers you purchase. Sipping through your scenes of plaster confession. Telling pretty stories, is it your sole purpose? Telling everybody that you've learned your lesson. But no one's falling for that NASCAR bullshit. They waited years, you can wait one night. Well, the end got blurry when my eyes started telling to Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. First of all, you just heard a song called Berlin Got Blurry by a band called Parquet Quartz. I've got one of the members of the band here, Captive, trying to smoke a cigarette, but I won't let him because he has to talk to me. Hey, this is A. Savage from Parquet Quartz. I'd burn it right down right now, but I'm, I can't tell if that's a Canadian smoke detector or not. I'm not sure either, but I think you should just risk it. You know what? I've, I've gotten in trouble that way before, and it's very embarrassing. Tell me more. Well, it wasn't in a foreign country, uh, but, uh, yeah, it did have uh, the sprinklers start going off. So I just, you know, I'm up here with you, my neighbors to the north, and I, I just kind of want to be on my best behavior, that's all. I do have to cross another border tonight, after all. i got to go back to the States tonight. So Berlin Got Blurry is my favorite song off the record, Human Performance by Parquet Courts, your latest record. I'd love you to tell me a little bit more about that track. Um, yeah, it's a song... Where I wrote it in Berlin, uh, but really I'd, I'd say that the the location of the song is the lonely heart. It's about feeling out of place, foreign and lonely, and not really feeling very far away from the thing that you call home, for better and for worse. It, it both celebrates the notion of being kind of free and uh, out of your element, and also feeling alone in that environment. Human Performance is your latest record. And you've gone on a record saying that on this record, you guys have tried the most to diverge from what you're used to. I'd love you to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, it being like our fifth full-length record, well, there's always an environment in Parquet Courts where uh, you want a record to be very site-specific and of its own time. This was the first time when we really just kind of... um, submitted to the recording process and the creative process and went uh, upstate to uh, this recording studio in the middle of nowhere and it was also kind of the first time when uh, Sean and Max started writing a lot of songs. Please introduce those guys for people who don't know who they are. Well, Sean uh, Yeaton, he plays bass in the band. Max Savage, my brother, he's a guitar player and they've They've always contributed to the band, but uh, much more so for this record. And in Austin, also uh, a lot more prolific. It was also the longest we'd ever spent working on a record, writing and recording it. Uh, you know, we've had records like Content Nausea, which were just about written and recorded in two weeks, uh, or, you know, Light Up Gold, that was recorded in three days. Uh, and those, I think, those albums are sonically indebted to that kind of quick process you know for the better but yeah this time around we talked about it and we we wanted to you know just uh carve out some more time to you know really kind of try to hone something yeah and i like both i'd say we'll we'll probably go back to you know a way of doing a you know a quickie again uh and also, yeah, I could I, I can see after doing human performance the benefits of um, 
you know, reconsidering things and uh, making sure that, you know, all the, you know, T's are crossed and I's are dotted. I've read some interviews before I started to talk to you. You were talking about Captain of the Sun and how on this record, Human Performance, you've been trying to do different stuff that you might not expect from Parquet Courts. I'd love you to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to play Captive of the Sun. I didn't write the lyrics to that song, so I can't speak entirely for it, but... Uh, he... I love it when bands say this, because it's like, when you're backstage, don't you guys talk about this stuff? No, not as much. Uh, I would never ask Austin to explain a song to me, just because I'm a fan of his music, like I am a fan of you know lots of other lyricists. I prefer my own interpretation and being able to figure it out on my own and I per- actually prefer that people uh, you know approach songs that I write this way but uh, Captive of the Sun I think similar subject matter it directly addresses misphonia so for those who don't know what is misphonia from what I understand a condition where well, say you're in a restaurant and there's music playing and then you can hear people's forks and knives scratching against the ceramic of the plate and you can hear people's chatter and you can hear people eating their food and you know you can hear the doors of the kitchen swinging open. It's, it's kind of an a, a audio stimulus overload from what I understand. And I think, uh, you know, Austin deals with some... Uh, you know, like we all do to a certain degree, issues of uh, anxiety and socializing. And I think both of the songs kind of address that. Uh, Captive of the Sun is also a song where he addresses the world outside from within. He's, he's within his apartment and he's speaking to the world outside. So we're going to listen to Captive of the Sun off the latest record by Parquet Courts called Human Performance. show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Captive of the Sun by a band called Parquet Courts. I'm sitting here in the backstage area of the Bogue Theater with a member of the band who anxiously wants to smoke his freshly rolled cigarettes. Hey, uh, you're back with Andrew Savage of Parquet Courts, outed smoking. So, Andrew, I'd love you to talk a bit more about the song, Captive of the Sun. Okay, um, let's see. Well, I'll talk about maybe like the recording process of that a bit. Uh, it was a pretty interesting one because it started out completely different. And uh, I remember, to me, when Austin first introduced the song to the band, it reminded me of like a heavier Pixies song, like uh, like kind of like that song, uh, rock music. I think it's the first song on uh, Bossa Nova, real like noisy, loud song. And I was like, this is... For those who don't know, who are the Pixies? An American 
uh, rock and roll band from Massachusetts. Membership included, let's see, uh, Kim Deal, uh, Black Francis, uh, Joey Santiago, um, you know, uh, you know, a very seminal and influential band on uh, the young members of Parquet Courts. We're in the studio and uh, recording Captive of the Sun. We have this version of it, and then Austin... Uh, one night stays up all night and completely re-records the song has max re-record the drums um all based on the same original recording but it turns into this well it's it's kind of like a rap song more or less it's uh because austin we're all we're all big hip-hop fans but austin's definitely the the biggest and you know most lifelong hip-hop fan in parquet courts and uh I think there's there's a part of him, maybe not so secret part of him, that wants to be a rapper, and so it comes out and in songs like in uh, songs like the one we're talking about now. Um, and you know, it took me a minute to get used to this new direction of it, but uh, you know, eventually I could see how uh, you know how excited he was getting about it and how turned on he was uh, about this process because Austin's really good about uh being in the studio he, he's he's of everybody in the band like he did he did mix human performance he's the best when it comes to being like hands-on in the studio knowing what gear does what and all that so he's really good at you know once a song's recorded like working and tweaking it and he yeah he really did a 180 on it so for this record human performance you guys have talked a lot about how you've been trying to do something different than what you used to do. I'd love you to talk about a specific situation where you guys zigged, where you might have zagged when it comes to recording the new songs for the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay. So one specific example would be the song Human Performance, uh, which, you know, we've never really been too precious on songs. Once a song's recorded, it's pretty much set free. That song we ended up recording 
something like four different versions of it. We did two of them at uh, at Sone Lab in Western Massachusetts, where we did two really short sessions, and then we did two of them at uh, Dreamland, where we recorded for three weeks the majority of the record. The the one that ended up being used for the record was one of the earlier, I think, second version. The uh, we did another one, a much softer version, at Dreamland that we just released on a 12-inch, as well as uh, as well as two uh, like remixes of the song. So that's an example of zigging when you know we otherwise would have zagged. Zag being, you know, been completely satisfied with the original version and trusted the magic of the you know the first take, and the zig being no, let's uh, let's see what else we can find out of this song. And, you know, even though we did end up using an earlier version, uh, it was it was interesting to be able to explore, you know, the possibilities of what a song could have become. You know, having that sort of time on your hands is a luxury, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was a cool opportunity to be able to say, okay, you know, I see where we where we went with this, but let's you know let's use this earlier version of it. At this point, I'd love to play an older track. So I'm going to play a track off Light Up Gold, the second record. I'd love you to pick that track, and I'm going to play it. Uh, okay, so why don't, we, uh, why don't we do Light Up Gold, part two, the song. to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Light Up Gold to the song off the record Light Up Gold by a band called the Parquet Courts. I've got Andrew from the band here with me. I'd love it if you could tell me a little bit why you chose this song for us to hear. Well, Light Up Gold Part 2, henceforth just Light Up Gold, is um, one of my favorite Parquet Courts songs. Definitely maybe the most anthemic Parquet Courts song, uh, one I never get tired of playing, uh, just because energy-wise, lyric content-wise, I, I always resonate with it. I always feel the lyrics of that song in my guts. And it's, you know, the lyrics to that song, in my opinion, are the sort of ideological mantra of Parquet Courts. It's kind of the, if there was a Parquet Courts manifesto, I, I think it would be that song. It's weird that you hear that because you're still making more Parquet Courts songs. Yeah, Uh and and we will for a long time. It's important to have a point of origin that you can you can tether yourself to, and that is a big one for me. So I was watching this Vice documentary about Parquet Courts mm-hmm. during this record session, and during this documentary, it made it seem like it sounded like you guys were doing some drugs while playing. No judgment. I just want to know what it's like. Funny story about that. So uh, this is relevant to today because there was a show that we played in Detroit and it was Parquet Courts, uh, Turn to Crime, Proto-Martyr, and Tyvek 
at. We need to know who these guys are because not everyone will. Okay, well, all those bands I mentioned are friends, and they're bands from Detroit who uh, had hooked us up with some acid and uh, some mushrooms and uh, some molly. And I had some DMT. So we were playing in Detroit. Uh, and usually when we play in Detroit, it's Toronto the next day. So we realized that we were going to have to cross into Canada tomorrow. And we had to get rid of all those. So Austin and I did all of those drugs at once. And I remember it being like one of the wildest set. I was just like hanging on for dear life during this set. I in my recollection, it was an amazing set. We didn't miss a note, but I also do remember looking at my guitar neck with my left hand gripping it for dear life because it had turned loose and rubbery and was like waving around. And I just remember looking at Austin, and I'm just looking at him like, is your guitar neck rubbery? I think playing Sunbathing Animal, and it was just like being on a goddamn roller coaster that I couldn't get off. And yeah, that that goes down as one of the more kind of legendary, barely made it through it parquet court sets I've done. Um, but yeah, in in Mexico, that that documentary you watched, we, we made a good time. Here's what I want to know, because being a touring band, you're playing the same songs or mostly the same songs every night. It can become just like getting up and doing a cubicle job. I would love to know what it's like when you're playing those songs that you're so intimately familiar with Wow, hi. Yep, definitely uh, cast a new light on them. Definitely, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on, you know, what kind of substance you're using, but for the most part... It sounds like you were doing them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I would say if maybe amphetamines were involved, that, you know, wouldn't have... To, that wouldn't require an enhanced uh, level of, uh, of uh, concentration... Uh, because that is sort of part and parcel with that experience. But, you know, yeah, definitely doing a substance that, like, is a psychedelic or disassociative, like, definitely have to keep a you know, close watch on what you're doing, for sure. Luckily, uh, we we have music that tends to lend itself towards uh, uh, a bit of looseness and interpretation and I think is overall a bit forgiving uh with sloppiness so uh and, and i i hate saying that because i don't think that we're a sloppy band but i think that uh you know some parquet court sets are a little bit looser than others you know what i mean whether you're you know whether you're drunk or high or not to keep playing songs like that uh you know night after night like you said you have to be in love with them and you have to you have to make them special for you like each and every night in order to feel it and that's not always a success um, and when a song kind of loses that magic, when you can no longer produce that magic with the song, it's probably time to give that song a break, a hiatus, or retire it. Like, you know, we've had to do that before because I don't want to do a song, even though, you know, I know that some people might want to hear it, I don't want to do a song if I'm going to have to fake the funk on it, you know? The song I want to talk about is Stone and Starving, but I would love to play that track. So before people hear it, I'd love you to give one sentence or two sentences about what the song's about. Yeah, it's a true story about me uh, walking around a neighborhood in New York City called Ridgewood in Queens and uh, just uh, being indecisive about uh, what it is I want to buy, how I want to spend my money. It's, uh, it's, it's got one of the... Uh, 
sometimes funnest uh, solos to play. Uh, it's always improvised. Uh, me and Austin always do like a dual improvised guitar solo. And um, for that reason, it can be a little bit exhausting to do night after night. So that's one of the reasons that we've uh, uh, started playing it less, just so whenever we do, uh, that sort of spontaneity that I think is key to the song uh, is able to uh, be kind of unique and special. Hello. I'm Scott Wood. We are walking outside now to finally have that smoke. I think it's a good spot to end the show here. We'll end with Stone and Starving by Parquet Courts. Thank you very much for listening. I was so stoned and starving. Stone and starving.